Nerd News Now. Oh, let me go home. Welcome to Nerd News Now. Brainy is leaving because he was eating his food. <laughs> That's news right there. Right? Brainy eats food on camera. Brainy. Food. Uh, so I have, to, I have to tell you a story, Miss Jen. Ooh, I like stories. Uh, this is, so we changed our producer schedule for the first time, like, for the first time in months tonight. So I have not worked a Monday like this in ages. Uh, I'm so hungry right now. I know how you feel most Mondays when we talk about food. <laughs> Huzzah. Oh, man. You should have told me that. I would have picked out a little bit longer in front of you. <laughs> I mean, and I like I brought food to the office. But I got hungry when I'm used to normally eating on Monday night, so I ate it all then, not realizing that I was going to be here for another six hours. <laughs> That's what happens. So now I'm going, I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But I ate all my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Wait, you had peanut butter and jelly sandwich for dinner? Uh, lunch. No, 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 not for dinner. No, I had them for lunch. Lunch was that was like eight hours ago for you. Breakfast was at breakfast was at two. Lunch was at six thirty, and dinner will be when I get home around midnight. Man, you and your convoluted freaking timing there. You should not well, be eating peanut butter and jelly at six thirty in the morning. <laughs> Technically, it wasn't peanut butter and jelly. It was Uncrustables. Oh my gosh, that's, that's even worse. I'm not a right. in there. Bad. Uh, but it was what I had. Like when I when I was realizing that oh, this was my situation. I need to have something to take to the office. I looked in my fridge. And went, what do I have? Because traditionally Monday has been grocery day. Uh, but uh. I couldn't because I was here. So now it's Wednesday is grocery day. And the things I had in the fridge were Uncrustables. So fall... hmm? I was going to say, who did you fire to have to take over on Mondays? Uh, nobody. It's but, uh, huh? <laughs> uh, no, well, we did. I, we did lose... I hope you really didn't fire some... No, we did lose one producer. Um, but that was only because their day job was only letting them work like five hours a week. And at that point, are they really any good to themselves or others? So, um, no, uh, but what we've done is we've rearranged the schedule. So I get two days off consecutively in a row every week. I Crazy. think that's what consecutive means, my friend. Right. <laughs> <Crazy>. <laughs> so for those of you keeping score, my Monday is now everyone else's Friday. And my Friday is now everyone else's Tuesday. Yep. So, yay! So you get Saturday technically off, right? No. I just get Saturdays off uh, from, uh, uh, from, well, not even from you. I can't even make a joke. No, I just don't, I don't get Saturdays off. Uh, Saturdays is our big production day. It's a day when a lot of editing gets done. 
Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like the new like commercials and for those. Are- I have two more that I have to make tomorrow, but I couldn't get them done tonight because, well, I'll be real honest. I hate the sound of my own voice, and I'd had enough of it for one day. Hey, your the your voiceover was good. I don't, I don't. I, I understand. Know, I know that no one likes their own voice, but yours was good. Right, but after the eighteen times I had to record it to get it to sound good, I'm like, I'm done. I'm over it. So I'll bring earplugs yeah, in and do it tomorrow. What was that Ghost Rider book in the future? Must die. Brandy would like to claim. Number 19. I don't know if I. It's not perfect. Um, I, I no, I, I can't claim anymore. No. I, I can't even walk around in my um, house Next right room? now because I have so many boxes of comic books. Oh no. That's already filled. I, I think it might be time I got rid of my personal collection. That seems uh, what's the looking for? Um, rash. I think you just need a bigger house. I, I need space to. Sleep. Yeah, I, I have will, a twenty-two hundred square foot house. So that, that's... okay, so get one that's like sixty-four hundred. So my, oh. my husband, and it's his birthday tomorrow, and he isn't a oh, happy birthday. Exactly stuff. He's not a stuff guy because he has all the stuff he needs. But um, he, um, you know, he's put up with my kind of like clutter for a long, long time. He's kind of like a more minimalist kind of person, but he's really sweet and doesn't ever say anything about my, you know, like books piled against the walls and that kind of stuff. So I thought, because he's he's traveling right now, he isn't. He's not a person that would be likely, you know, watching this. So he's, and it doesn't matter because it doesn't air until after his birthday. But so, but uh, I went yesterday right after I took him to the airport and I started cleaning our room, which is just kind of like normal clutter place. I mean, if you've lived in a place more than twenty years, you just end up with a bunch of stuff that's around that you're like, I'll get to yeah. that later. It's where it belongs, ish. So I went through and I cleaned all of my, his closet and all of our room. Uh, it needs like probably one more pass, but I'm telling you, it's so crazy how, how much more peaceful the space is with less busyness in it. It just feels like instead of a place where there's just like, I go to go bed, go to bed. It feels like solitude. So I'm hoping that he takes it as a good good birthday present. Oh, I'm sure do he you, will. Do you guys have what they call doom boxes? They're boxes of stuff that you put in the box because, well, there's really no, doesn't go any particular place. So I'm just going to put it in this box with all this other stuff that really doesn't have a home because then it'll have a home. And no, no, that, just that this box is what I call became, my house. There's a big box in the hallway that's going to go off to, you know, charity. So, because I put it in my hand, I was like, this doesn't have a purpose or a place that's going to go in this box. And there's, I put painful stuff in there that I was just like, I don't want to get rid of this. But if I keep everything that I don't want to get rid of, then I will not have a place to put my head down at night. Here, hold on. I'll show you what doom boxes are. 
Hi, I've been made aware of doom boxes, which is apparently a thing where ADHD people make boxes or bags of things that they just don't really have a place for, and look, I did not request to be called out like this, and fr- Uh, that's my life. I have diamond boxes all over the place with comics that don't go in any of my current sorting, so I need to resort my entire collection, but also they're in a box, so is it really a problem? Yes. Those dang brown yes. boxes, they're dang ugly. I... When you guys are out there watching, do you have things in your life that you just hold on to despite the fact they have no real function in your life? <laughs> I'm not talking I think about my wife would say that about me. No, she would not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No. Bad. Um, so, but like you mentioned, you know, when you live live in a place for quite a long time, um, yeah, you end up having that clutter, <clears throat> especially cables. You never know oh <laughs> until you throw them away. Is when you need them. We have a huge drawer from a we have a, like an antique cabinet that has like the deepest, deepest, gigantic drawers, and we have one that's completely full of electronic components we don't know what it goes to but we're terrified to get rid of in case we need it <laughs> yep oh yeah i have a box of microphones that don't work right that i keep just because well they work enough like in an emergency they would be great <clears throat> so right or i can give them to somebody i don't like <laughs> the other day I was, uh, you know, rearranging some stuff in my in my room, and I found two sets of headphones that are broken, which I had. Yeah, they're, they're physically broken. I know they work, but they're physically broken. So I was going to take them the parts apart and um, put them together. And you know, the other day I was cleaning out. I'm like, I should toss these. I picked them up. Walk them to the trash can outside. Before I'm about to throw them away, I'm like, nah, I'm going to work on this. And they are back where they were. We got problems, man. Because it's a project I want to work on. And I, mm -hmm. I just got to make time to finish that. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, I, think, uh, I think that Marie Kondo lady's full of crap. Because it might not bring you joy now, but it will when you fix it. <laughs> so my problem is I've watched way too many movies about kind of like end of world stuff in which those kinds of things are infinitely usable for trading or, you know, repurposing as something else. I, I honestly have an old rotary phone around just, you know, in case of electromagnetic pulse. <laughs> So I can still call someone. I uh I for a long time had this 
really, really terrible habit of drinking half a bottle of water and leaving the rest and not finishing it. Um, and I realized that it was all triggered after I saw signs. <laughs> I wonder how much stuff there is out there that people do or don't do because of movies. And like, I had talked to my therapist about it for like a really long time to break that habit. Or about not being able to go in the water because of Jaws. Right. What movie has made you crazy? Uh, for me, it was totally signs. No. I was already crazy. Which I one, was Randy? already crazy. Didn't need a movie to do that. <laughs> I said I was already crazy. I didn't need a movie to do that. Well, I mean, there's that too. Like, I've got other kinds of crazy, but that was one that was clearly I could draw a direct line to. Half empty bottles of water. Signs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, uh, I'm sure that nobody looks in the mirror and says any word three times. I do, but it's never the words. <laughs> right, I do, but it's never Beetlejuice or Bloody Mary or Biggie Smalls or... Uh, boogeyman or <laughs> Never heard um, the big one. <laughs> John Tesh. Uh, that was one in my middle school. So, Biggie Smalls is from South Park. Oh, okay. If you look into a mirror, go Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls. He'll come through. Uh, and uh, I don't know what happens from then. I stopped watching. I was say, do we need to hang out and? Biggie Smalls doesn't seem like a scary person. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No idea. He might have been. Could have been so what's the topic today? Uh, well, this is see, this is what happens when no interesting news happens. There are plenty of shows. Um, we had this discussion, and there's a lot of We did have this discussion. It made Jen real angry. <laughs> <laughs> It made Jen real angry. Uh, it's just frustrating because every time I wanted to see what someone wrote, right in the way. I well, I mean, that. so we had. I gotta go. <laughs> oh, she's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> and I'm watching it, going, this is too funny to stop. We need to stop. Brandon was in far in, in really like his best possible self tonight as he was like he put on as his screen name Brandon uh Cyclops is the best luck. So there like, was someone no who was calling themselves no spam. Yeah, that was Kleinman. He he got somehow he got banned mm. from from like by I think by Facebook or something. He like lost his entire like account. Mm. So he had to like make a new account, so that's why it's not spam. Nice. No, um, yeah, I mean we had we had Moon Knight come out. Uh, ish, episode one of Moon Knight aired, uh, and I haven't seen it, but the reviews are overwhelmingly meh. Um, Morbius came out, and I haven't seen it, but the reviews are overwhelmingly meh. Uh. WrestleMania happened and the reviews are overwhelmingly <sighs> and the Grammys happened and uh, if your name was Foo Fighters 
You won everything. Otherwise, I don't know what happened. Really? The Foo Fighters uh, won every every rock category. Hmm. It's kind of like going to the Isers, in which uh, Monstrous, uh, the artist for Monstrous Tamaki, she wins everything. It's like you just know. It's like, all right, everything. Or going to the Ringos when Stan Sakai is nominated. Yeah. Yes. No. Again, well deserved. <laughs> right. No, we're not we're not yep. saying they aren't. I'm not saying <laughs> Foo Fighters didn't absolutely deserve to win every rock category. What I'm saying is is that's the only thing I know that happened um, at the Grammys. I, I I learned something at the Grammys. I learned that I've been listening to way too much dance music and have forgotten about R and B music. Because there were there were oh. some songs and I'm like, wait, I haven't heard this yet. What the heck is going on? So I need to go back to that. I need to go back to more pop music as well. Well, I, I mean, I realized in our conversation earlier when I didn't know what an Olivia Rodrigo was, that um, the only way I know new music is through TikTok or if you put it in the dance party and I recognize it as a song from TikTok. <laughs> like, that's it. Uh, I, now, I will say this. You know, I know. I, I, I will say this. When you get into the rock category, I had heard every record that was nominated for best album. Like in that one category, I'm still pretty well versed, but the rest of it, I'm like, who is that country person? That's not Garth Brooks. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. I stopped watching. Go ahead, Jen. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. So that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, oh, what I was going to say was, uh, I had, I had stopped watching award shows a long time ago. I don't know what got me into watching this one, I'm, and I was reminded why I stopped watching these award shows. They get too political, way too political. It didn't. It doesn't need to be as political as it is. Is that Nova number one coming out? Yeah. We just covered this, Brainy. We want to now see all my keys from today. There you go. There's the secret I one. X-Men 100. Spider-Man number one. Super Friends number one. Nova number one. As always, Miss Jen, I will offer you 10 times cover price right now. I love it. What else there was? It is cool. So I'm, I'm scrolling through the nominees and the winners for uh, the Grammys. Yeah, uh, turns out I have heard the John Baptiste album that was the winner for best record uh, or for album of the I year or whatever. Well, I like jazz. Yes. I listen to a lot of jazz. So I, I, I and I've known John Baptiste for, Oh Lord, 10 years or more from when I was working on Treme. So like, I've always kind of followed him. Um, but but not a creeper way. 
No, like I just I get an alert from Spotify when like he puts something new out, and so I can go listen to it. Um, let's see. Okay, so I'm all the way down to rock before I recognize anything else. Foo Fighters for best rock album. Dream Theater for best metal performance. Sure, that was pretty great. Um, hey, Brainy. The best musical theater album was the unofficial Bridgerton musical. What? There's an unofficial yes. Bridgerton musical. <laughs> All right, Brainy, we're gonna have to put. We this need to on find it so we can watch it. No, and then and then we're gonna have to put it on as a play. So there we go. We can do it as Kyle as a center. Kyle can actually sing. I can't. I'm gonna have to be Talking one of the, the feathers with my red hair. I'm doing a feather stone. Cocking me, Anthony. There you go. Anthony. So, speaking of musical theater things, um, there it started. Uh, I think it. I, I don't know if it started before this, but the first time I became really aware of it was after Stephen Sondheim did or died. Uh, the cast of every Broadway musical sent representatives to Times Square. And they sang, um, a, uh, it, they called it Sunday for Sondheim. And they sang the, uh, uh, one of his songs in Times Square, like on those big riser steps that they have. Yeah. Um, they did that this weekend, uh, as a, uh, awareness fundraiser thing for the Ukraine, mm-hmm. uh, where cat members from every Broadway musical got together and sang, Can You Hear the People Sing from Les Mis? And it was, pretty dope to see like oh hey there's josh groban oh hey there's this other person like you know singing this song from les mis which is a show they've never done and just like crushing it so that's you know that was a thing that happened i suppose so am i the Um, only person that went to go see morbius this weekend Wow. Maybe in the world. No, uh, there were plenty of people there. It it's still the number one movie. Yeah, and it still made over eighty million worldwide. What did it have to? What did it have to compete with? Not, I mean, it, it, that's fair. The Batman is still out there. And it made it made thirty nine million domestically. So that's not bad for. Oh, we're talking about April fourth, weekend or April first weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how it holds up next. Um, also, it may not be released in China, so that could be an issue as well. Um, hmm. Yeah, that, that's going to hurt its uh, global market. Very much. So I will, I will tell the thing that hold, that holds it back yep. to me is that it, it is the same as uh, Carnage was, where it was a one-act play. So it's it's meant to be a single storyline that's resolved uh, with a bunch of battle at the end. And you, I mean, there's like some very telegraphed things that happen, but it doesn't mean it's a bad film. It's just not a three act play that we're used to from Marvel studios. So it's weak in that way. And I, I think it might be a good thing to have that, though. You know, it's 
it's a little break from the monotony. Look at how well uh, Star Wars Rogue did. It was a one-act play, and everybody loved that more than they loved the trilogies that have been coming out. Kyle, are you asleep? Uh, no, I'm still <laughs> trying to. I'm still trying to find things I recognize from the Grammys, um, because I just can't believe Morbius finally came out. And I, you know, it's not been a movie that's been high on my priority list ever. It wasn't one that when they're like they're making a Morbius movie, I went, well, that makes sense. I went, why? Why would they do that? Um, but I guess it's better, the better to have it out than to not have it out, I guess. So I'll go see it eventually, but like, it just felt like it feels to me like in a world where, uh, we just had the Batman and we had Spider-Man no way home and we've had Loki and even to an ex some extent Hawkeye. But DMZ, which just came out, um, and to have things that are not that level, like we're seeing sort of with the first episode of Moon Knight and Morbius, it feels like they're a lot worse than they probably are. Right? Like, it's our standards are getting set so high that anything that's not just absolutely phenomenal feels like a letdown. Well, I agree. At least I hope I hope it was this show that we discussed, but Moon Knight is a very complex character. So is Morbius. They're both very complex right. characters. So right. And one episode of Moon Knight does not a series make. Correct. You know, there, we need more for sure. But that's why I haven't watched the first episode. I watched the first five minutes and went, nope, I'm out. But when the next episode comes out, I'll watch the first two. And the funny you know, thing, Kyle, mm -hmm. I watched the first episode because of you. You said yeah. you're going to watch it because you're going to have to because of Dan. I'm like, dang, yeah. so we're going to be discussing it. Like, I got to watch the first episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it wound up being, it just wound up being a thing for me. Like, I'm watching it going, this is not for me right now. And who knows, by the time the second episode comes out, I'll be in a different place mentally or whatever. But I, I just feel like you can't afford to have a letdown at this point. Like, the stakes are so high and the standards are so high that you can't afford to have a letdown. And a movie that's I, been I held over for... Well, in a movie like Morbius, it's been held over for what seems like a decade at this point. You know, it's really just like a year and a half, but it seems like it's been forever. You had enough time to go back through and zhuzh it up a little more. Add some more story. Do something so that you're at least living up to the standards you've set for yourself as Sony with the Spider-Man movies. But they didn't. Miss Chen, did you watch uh, Moon Knight? I did not get to, but I did um, see some things in the chatter today around the web that um, we're talking a little bit about, you know, his multiple personalities. And I think that what I read was that 
some of the um, the theories that are being bantered about because of the multiverse of madness and the the the, the idea of the multiple universe phenomenon is that maybe his character really isn't multi-personality so much as um, his, what he's experiencing is the hymns from many multiple universes that have been smashed down into one body. That's an interesting take. Yeah. I mean, if that's the story they tell, I can get behind it. Yeah, that would be a very nice twist to it. Um, and it might, it might make it more practical for the general audience and a little bit more, or I, I should say less complicated. Because mm-hmm. people have already been introduced to the multiverse. They're already, they're already behind the, the whole concept. So it might make more sense. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I can get behind that. I, I think, I think it would make me feel better about it if that's what they were doing, because it would make it would make it feel more understandable to the average Joe. I think so. We'll have to wait and see, though. Yep. Now, as much as I enjoyed Moon Knight. There were two other shows which I think were much, much, much better. <laughs> Can I and tell you a story about about I know the, the big the big one we want to talk about? It's not Bridgerton, if it makes you it's feel not, any better. Okay, well, I, was gonna <laughs> I mean I, I can definitely get behind that if you want. I've already watched the entire series. And yes, it, it what season two was not as good as season one, of course. Um, but I kind of expected that as well. It, it, it was, um, it was what it was. Yeah, it was still good. It was still enjoyable. It, I still binged it in one day, so um, I'll give it that. But another show which I I think almost everybody's overlooking. It's it's it's. I think it's got a hundred percent Rotten Tomato votes or whatever whatnot. But it is our flag means death on HBO. If you guys have not watched it, watch it. It, it is one of those shows where you'll be like, God, this is so stupid, and you can't take your eyes off of it. And you're, you're anticipating what's happening next and next, and by the end of it, you're like, oh my God, this was an amazing show. Well, and isn't it, isn't that from the guys, yeah, Reese Darby and Tato Kiki, uh, and uh, uh, the guys who did What We Do in the Shadows, and the guys who wrote on um, Flight of the Concords and uh, a lot of those those shows that have kind of been underground comedy smash hits, you know, to a certain crowd. Um, I think they're finally starting to see the mainstream kind of, uh, what's the word looking for? Uh, recognition that they should have gotten years ago. And this might do it for them. Um, you know, it, just to give you a little synopsis, it's about it's about a wealthy guy who decides to become a pirate, and you know it's his adventure, you know how he treats his crew, and he meet, meets Blackbeard and whatnot, and how they react. I don't want to spoil too much into it, but it, it is it's well written. Like I said, there are times you can be like, "God, this is such a stupid show," 
Oh my God, I love this show. <laughs> so we don't we don't talk politics on this show ever, but uh, there was a bill put in front of Congress uh, to reinstate uh, the uh, what do they call them the certificates of marquee, uh, which were the things that allowed people to be pirates. Um, so the U.S. government could issue certificates of marquee, and you as a private citizen could capture resources of a foreign person or government. I.e., uh, it was put back in place so that American pilots and boat captains could capture private planes and yachts of Russian oligarchs right now. It's the whole reason for doing it. That is... Wow. <laughs> but, but, basically it means you can become a privateer, which is a pirate for hire. So, I'm having surgery on my foot, and I made the joke that if this goes poorly... I'm already on my way with the future peg leg. So all I need is a parrot or something, and I can get an eye patch. Those are easy. And I can become a pirate. Don't you need a boat, sir? Land pirate. <laughs> I think those are called thieves. <laughs> no, uh, that, that is, that is, that is uh, Mad Max is land pirates. <laughs> Right, I would need a boat or a plane or something, but still, I could become a pirate uh, and just walk around telling jokes that the punchline involves the letter R. Like that's what I would do with it. Um, but no, I, this show has looked very interesting to me for months now that they've been promoting it. Uh, interesting side note, though, the music uh, for Our Flag Means Death, written by Mark Mothersboro, who you may know from the band Devo. Very nice. That's right. Now Brainy's going to figure out how to work Whip It into the Saturday Night's Well, right? It's like, hmm, how do we work Whip It into it? Yes. Uh, whip It into our dance party. <sighs> yep. So, so, you know. Now, my, my son and I, uh, and this has been a tra kind of a tradition with, with us for a very long time. You know, we, for breakfast, we sit down in front of the TV and we watch an episode or uh, two of an anime show or car an animated show or whatever, whatnot, every morning. And that, you know, we just sit down and do that. And uh, my wife recommended this to us. And it's called uh, Kotaro Lives Alone. It's about a four year old boy who, who lives alone. Um, and it, it is. It's very heartwarming. It, it, it's the, the the way it's written is just amazing. You know, again, trying not to spoil anything in this show, um, but you know, as you can imagine, he his parents aren't with him, and he's got his own apartment, and he's making friends with his neighbors and everybody else around him, um, and the way they've approached it, it's it's. You feel sad and happy at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it's it, it'll bring you to tears, and at the same time, you're happy for him. And it's it's one I recommend you guys sit down and watch. It's it's really good. It's ten episodes or eight episodes rather, eight or ten. I think it's eight or ten episodes. It's worth watching. We uh, that makes me think about um, the graveyard book, the Neil Gaiman. And how ripe that is for an animated adaptation. 
But um, my parents have started watching. They're into uh, what I like to call the Canadian soap opera circuit. Uh, so Heartland and some of those shows on the Netflix. And so it, I wind up being tertiarily forced to watch them. <laughs> because, well, they watch them in the area where I eat my food. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, sometimes a little awkward in that regard. <laughs> but uh, it's really funny how the generations are different, right? Like, I can watch all of a show in two days and be done with it and not be like, well, what do I watch now? And I'll just go back and start over, right? My parents have been waiting with bated breath for this show to come back since the last season ended on Netflix. Like, it's just funny how there's a, there's a, there's got to be a certain age point or a certain something where binging has become so the norm that mm-hmm. we don't even consider it binging anymore. Right. Hmm. I'm there now. <laughs> right. Like, so, and the, the, for instance is, is that like, I am currently watching because I like mindless cop shows NCIS New Orleans. Because of the NCISs, I find Scott Bakula the most funny. And if you think about it as just a really long episode of Quantum Leap, it's even funnier. <laughs> um, but I will watch all of that and then just be like, whatever, it's over. Or I'll go back and start it over. My parents would watch all of them and be like, so is there more? Where can I find more? I need to find more. Um, what is so that? Be, it's Emily in Paris syndrome. Mm-hmm. You want to find something adjacent to what you just watched because it gave you such good feelings? <laughs> Basically, yes. So I introduced my my husband wandered in when I was watching like episode two of the second season, second series season of Bridgerton. He's like, "What are you watching?" It's like I'm binging <laughs> Bridgerton. I said, watch out, it's super addictive. And he was like, Psh, not my thing. So he sits down to like just play on his phone or something. And next thing I know, he's like watching it. And, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, I, I, that's a great indication of a well-written show. Yeah. Um, and that that's what Bridgerton, and again, Emily and Paris, I know we te- tease you about it a lot, Kyle, um, but they really are well-written shows. Yeah, they are. I have no doubt that they're well-written shows, but my problem is this. This is, I'm going to cop to something. If I start watching Bridgerton, okay, I will watch all of Bridgerton. Then I will find every show that is remotely similar to Bridgerton and watch all of it. Then I will find every YouTube video that is related to Bridgerton and watch all of that until I have an encyclopedic knowledge of Bridgerton and ruin it for other people. And we're okay with that. Like, it's why I had to stop watching Doctor Who. I couldn't have a conversation with another Whovian without ruining Doctor Who for people because I knew every in and out of every episode of every production schedule and writer's room, and it just got bad. So I stopped watching so that now when I go back, I've got like five or six seasons worth of stuff to watch so that everybody else can get through it, and then we can have the really annoying Kyle Knows Too Much conversations. 
So now, what, my, now my husband can join because I came home on s Saturday after going to do chores and found him watching season one by himself. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just I have that addictive personality when it comes to television. Now, have any of you guys watched this show, Mind Hunter? Yes. Not yet. People have been recommending this to me for a long time, and I don't. I guess I didn't understand what they were telling me it was about. All I had to do is say it's like a, a history of, you know, the FBI coming up with their, you know, their profiling of behavioral sciences division, which is where everybody wants to be part of because of Silence of the Lambs. But I did not realize that all of those terms and the way that they looked at serial killers, which they did not call serial killer killers at the beginning, but like series killers is I think what they called them. It's just, um, it's, it goes back to like, I'm, I'm guessing this is set in the late 70s, early 80s. Right. Did you like Criminal Minds? I, I haven't watched that either. So it's just. Oh God, Miss Jen, you're going to, you'll love Criminal Minds. Yeah. Oh man. That'll be next. I'm sure. Um. There are a few characters that get annoying in that show, but yes. In Criminal Minds? Yes. I found them all quite annoying, but yeah, you're going to love it because if you like forensic files, imagine forensic files, but with beautiful people. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I wasn't in there, which is very disappointing. But it's like, there's a, there's a whole lot of Shamar Morgan like without his shirt on in that show, which... Is great for a certain sector of the population. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like, if, yeah, if the people who wrote ER or NCIS decided to write, you know, forensic files or, you know, 60 Minutes Mysteries as a drama. I would recommend stopping at season six or seven. Whenever Paget Brewster leaves. Okay. Or you can wait until Mandy Patankin leaves. Oh, Mandy. I can never leave if Mandy's still on it. Right. I mean, he never says the Inigo Montoya line, which I always thought was a mistake, but still. Um. Like, he never once uses it like as an undercover persona. My name is Inigo Montoya. I'm here to stay in your hotel. Like, they never, went, never went meta like in Castle when Nathan Fillion's character dresses up as Mal. No. Oh, for Halloween. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> so, well, we got about 15 Whoa. minutes left. Wait, we have more nerd news. Huh? I'm, I'm sure... Um, our producers are going to cut out about 90 minutes of the show already. What? <laughs> no. I found my notes. Yay. Well, I was going to say, we need to say, we need to go with some time on new books this week because. New books. Holy man. There are, there are a ton of them that are very, in, excuse me, interesting and exciting. Uh, starting off right off the bat, and I almost called our friend Josh Starnes for your show today, Jen, but I had Pat Shand book like a month ago, 
so I didn't. Uh, but 78 MPH from Red 5 Comics. Right. Super excited. Yeah, that book looks super fun. Um, it, it sort of feels like a, uh, a comic book version of... Um, I just mentioned Mad Max. Just from the cover. Oh yeah. Um, a trade paperback from Ani Press. Uh, quick and easy guide to asexuality. Soft yeah, cover. Those series are really good. Yep. It's yep. one. Uh, Apache delivery service number four, which I'm really hoping stops being so crazy pants and starts to make sense. Alice Ever After. That's another one that wouldn't normally make it onto my pull list, but it's Dan Pinosian. And there's a J. Scott Campbell cover that I just had to have. Um, I, I don't know if you heard uh, about what happened with the mix-up, but there was a mix-up in cover, so um, be aware of that. I, I don't know what it was. I just told them that, hey, whatever whatever I have to do to get the J. Scott Campbell, if I got to buy 10 copies, I'll buy 10 copies. Well, there's a 1 in 10, 1 in 50 as well, I believe, is a J. Scott Campbell. one in, And there was a barcode error. Um, so apparently they mix up the covers. Um, I, I think I think the trade dress may have become the the non-trade dress and whatnot. Um, so there's, a, there's a mix-up basically in covers for that. We'll, um, we'll hear about some boom soon. My LCS will tell me tomorrow. Um, let's see. Uh, 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 Cult of Icarus number two. Uh, there's a reprint of number one coming back into stores this week. Um, Sourceplate Press has a good boy preview. Uh, I think this is... Um, the preview of Source Point of, of, of uh, Good Boy Volume 2. Um, Black Star line number one from Advent Comics comes out this week as well. Something I'd recommend looking into. Um, let me see if this was the book I was thinking it is. Yeah, the Joneses number one from AWA. Yep. Uh, which is a spinoff of uh, uh, the Resistance. Uh, looks if I, I like the Resistance, so I'm excited to see more in that universe. Um. Oh. Uh, Rocketeer. Did I mention what? Rocketeer. No. Uh, uh, but there's, there's it's coming. What is that movie or TV? Uh, it's well, but this one is uh, so this new Rocketeer is written by Stephen Mooney with art by Leno Grady. So that's going to be super dope. Uh, and I'm so super, super proud of Len for you know getting in on that. I, I've known Len since he was working with Dirk Manning. So, oh wow, and I mean, Rocketeer is a it's such an underrated character. Oh, for sure. I mean, it is such a great story. It's one of the few Golden Age books that's still, like, sought after when it comes out in terms of new stories. Yep. Um, Nottingham number six, which is the return of Nottingham. Woo! 
after the last series ended. Yeah, I, um, I love it when uh, when they title it. It's, it's titled Nottingham Number Six of Five. Right, <laughs> right, right. Um, there is a uh, Spider Punk Number One. Uh, this was a character that I wasn't all about in his first iteration. But I need something from Spider-Man right now, and I'm hoping Spider-Punk can give it to me. Uh, especially because it's written by Cody Ziegler, who is someone who I've been following kind of just on social media, uh, who I think really kind of understands what it's going to take to make Spider-Punk dope again. There you go. Um, since you're talking about Spider-Man, uh, there is a reprint of uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, number one, a facsimile edition. Uh, it's a good pickup for people, as well as Amazing Spider-Man 238 facsimile edition. There you go. Uh, uh, from Zenoscope, Van Helsing, Hour of the Witch, uh, which Pat kind of alluded to that it might be a little ongoing. Uh, that's not normally the way Zenoscope does things, but this might be a multiple part like Mini. Yeah, man. This is disappointing. What is disappointing? We did not have any interest in Van Helsing. And, and you know, and th this is because Zenscope writes really nice, you know, they have some really nice books, beautiful art. And I just looked at our numbers and I'm like, wow, uh, it's unfortunate we passed on it. It's one of those. So when Dan and I started reading uh, Zenoscope books for review on Tuesday nights, people were like, really? Zenoscope books? And by people, I mean like the three people who watched the show back then. <laughs> uh, they were like, really, Zenoscope books? And we, it took us a while of kind of going, hey, look. Yeah, they have, you know, the kind of covers they have and what they used to be known for, but that's not what they do anymore. And it took us really kind of getting deep in, on some of these books and talking to the creators to really kind of proselytize that message. Uh, from uh, from Vault Comics, West of Sundown. It's Tim Seeley and Aaron Campbell. Yep. Also, uh, problems with the ratio variance or with the cover variance. Keep that in mind. Oh, interesting. Yep. All I wanted was that A cover. It looks like a movie poster, man. What was A cover? Yes, uh, it does. You're right. right. It's the Campbell the cover, right? Uh yeah the Jason the Aaron Campbell cover yeah yeah Aaron Campbell that just yeah you're right <laughs> okay so I have a question for you guys forty two I have I, ha I have as an initial order adjustment on my one of my invoices a fortieth anniversary challenge coin and I don't know what it is I, I didn't even see that on mine so uh, I don't know what that would be. I will take it. I will. Can I put it on my pull list? No, because I don't know. Fortieth anniversary challenge coin. I have no idea how many I'm getting. <laughs> I guess it's just one. All right. Uh, trade paper or trade trade wise, uh, the annotated Sandman hardcover, uh, which is, I don't know, fifty dollars that I'll spend on another volume of a book I already have, eight or ten volumes of, but it's the annotated Sandman. Uh, which, if you liked Annotated Watchmen or any of the other annotated volumes that they've done, 
You're not going to want to miss out on that. Um, the oh. EC Artist Library Code of Honor and Other Stories. Uh, if you EC comics are so hard to come by these days, that might be the only way to read some of these books. Maybe. Miss Jen, I have that as well on mine. I had to look up the invoice. I don't look at invoices anymore, so. No. <laughs> All right, Brainy, I'll put on my pull list at your store. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a book. I, I really don't. I know, but I collect challenge coins. Ah, okay. Well, we'll talk later. Who's having a 40th anniversary? That's what I got to think. Is it 40th anniversary of Diamond? Yeah, I think it is Diamond. Because it was also Images this year, so. Images 30. Oh, yeah, no, Images 30. Oh, it's 30, okay. Diamond is 40. Well, that'd be cool. Um, one other trade paperback hard trade hardcover, uh, Space Pirate Captain Harlock. A few other number ones I want to highlight. Uh, Sunshine One Shot, uh, another title by, um, oh my god, <laughs> by Advent Comics. Then we have Star Girl. By Behemoth, I believe. It is Behemoth, right? Yep. Stir Girl. Stir, yeah, Stir Girl. Stir Girl. <laughs> to go with my Girl Scout socks. Exactly. Um, just so everyone starts putting it on their calendars where stores are starting to get their stock of free comic book day books in so they can have them in their warehouses or back rooms so that they don't accidentally not have them for free comic book day because of the paper shortage. This really is something that if you asked anybody six months ago whether we were actually going to be able to have free comic book day because of the challenges of transportation and paper and the costs therein, we would say absolutely not. And I will tell you 100% that the publishers are eating big amounts of money to get this to us because I'm sure they're paying two or three times as much as uh, the books they're charging us for. So be kind to your LCS because we all we pay for the books and then also we want to make sure that we give a lot of thanks to the publishers who are stepping up big time this year to make sure it happens yep um yeah you know the lcs take a hit every year but this year i agree with you i think the publishers are dishing out a lot more than they did in the past mm -hmm. um oceans will take us from aftershock i'm surprised you missed that one kyle uh i didn't miss it it's not on my pull list Ooh, we need to add that to your pull list. Uh, it's not on my pull list uh, only because I I would have had to add it before I left working for Aftershock. Lego Ninjago Garmadon. That's going to be the hot one. We, yep. No matter how many we ordered was not going to be enough. You can uh, never have enough Lego Ninjago. Right. It is funny. We've got some like old school like Bionicles in our glass case, and people come all the time and be like, "Hey, how much are those?" And we're like, "They're a hundred dollars." It's like, "Ugh, you're charging a lot for those." I'm just like, "Have you looked them up, man?" That's <laughs> cheap. <laughs> it's like they're sealed. No one's ever been in those things. Um. Also, guilt number one. From, do you know who from? 
I'm trying to look this up. I, it's giving me an error. Go figure. Error. Okay, I'll have to look it up. It is Ahoy Comics. Oh, that's right. It's G-I-L-T. Yep. Correct. G-I-L-T. Sorry. Not G-U. You're right. It is uh, the most hilarious incentive copy I've ever seen. There's a two-copy incentive. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they've done one for one, where if you buy one, you can get this one as well. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, two-copy incentive. What else, Miss Jen? What are we missing? Oh, I don't know. Um... I was just thinking to myself about books that we've started to bring a bunch in just because of uh, shows that are inbound. So we're going to be prepared for them like Sandman and Usagi Yojimbo and Miss Marvel. Cause Miss Marvel looks to feature very prominently in the Dr. Strange movie. Cause you're in almost every scene in the new trailer. So we've got like boat tons. Cause I'm really hoping to tap into that young person market give them make sure I have all the reading that they want for that character because it'll be someone they, they can identify with. And this is something I completely forgot we had coming out, which is great. Uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal number one through four soundtrack special editions. Ooh. And I, I, I hope I remember it correctly. I hope those were vinyl. If they were not, I'd be disappointed, but I'm hoping they were vinyl. I remember there's a vinyl offering. I remember not being smart enough to go in because it was like an extra hoop to jump, I thought. Yeah, because I'm looking at this. I think we only ordered uh, enough for the subscribers. We didn't order any for, uh, I think it's just all special orders. Mm. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was kind of the situation I was in. It's why I didn't order it for myself. Uh, I didn't think my LCS would want to jump through the hoops. I don't know how big of hoops it was because if I'm able to get it, those couldn't have been that big of hoops. I sometimes struggle with getting them to order Scout. So that's why I have to buy my Scout from Miss Jen more often than not. My recollection is it wasn't part of an FOC. It was another, a separate offering. You had to go in and remember to order. And I think I remember to myself going, oh, I need to go do that. And then life happened. So that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably why I forgot about it. Yeah, once you place the orders for these. Um, also, uh, we didn't mention was uh, Batman Beyond Neo Year One comes out this week. That's, uh, you know, it's it's an interesting take on Batman Beyond. Mm -hmm. How are we doing on time, Kyle? We're over. We're there. Well, like I said, uh, our producers are going to cut off 90% of the show anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have so, nothing else. How about you? He makes everything better. Yeah, I'm, I don't have anything to add to the conversation. Um, cause I've covered all of my books. I'm just super excited that we'll have a copy of Nottingham number six for review for tomorrow. Yeehaw. I just, I just, when I realized it was coming out, I'm like, Oh, I gotta go see if Manny emailed me. And he did. Shout out to Manny from Mad Cave Studios. He's the best. He is awesome. Agreed. 
Yeah, when that's one thing. There are a lot of uh, really, really cool people in the industry. Yeah, I just you know who I gotta you know who I gotta reach out to. I have to reach out to Nathan. At, I keep forgetting to reach out to Nathan at Behemoth to get review copies of Behemoth books. But you know that's a me problem, not necessarily news. So, all right. Well, if there's nothing else for the good of the order. Thank you for watching Nerd News Now, part of the Kingdom of Geekdom on Woodlands Online, sponsored by The Adventure Begins Comics and Games and Space Cadets Collection Collection. Check out other shows on Woodlands Online, like Weekly Fallout Sports Talk, The Adventure Begins Show, Four Reels, The Best You Between the Trees Business Talk, and much more. You can watch all these on Woodlands Online and on our partner station, KVQT HD21, over the air if you're in the correct region. But you can watch everything on our Roku channel. Just add Search and add Woodlands Online TV to your streaming lineup on your Roku device. Now you can listen to our podcast show on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Amazon. So. For Miss Jen and Brainy, and someone just texted me and I lost my train of thought. <laughs> me. That train leaves the docks really quickly. So It really does. I've been, I think, Kyle, and this has been Nerd News Now. We'll see everybody next week.